Good evening and welcome to On the Fable. I'm Dorothy and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is onthetablebc at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all of the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's just see what's on the table tonight. So glad you're here. Uh, looks like it might be just Ronnie and I tonight. Hi, Ronnie. Hi there, Dorothy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Speaking over here. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Can you hear me squeaking? My chair no. squeaky. Okay. There we go. All right. Well, before it looks we... like it's just you and I. Yes, it looks like it's just you and I. Maybe Pam will come in later. Maybe she's just dozed off. Um, okay. It is midnight over there, so. Wake up, Pam. <laughs> I'm going to give the premise of tonight's conversation, and, and hopefully I'll remember all the points I wanted to make. We're going to di- discuss the importance of emotional healing and renewing our minds to enhance our walk with Father, because these are things that get in the way of our walk. And it's not, excuse me, because he pulls away from us, but we don't give all to him. It holds us back. We hold ourselves back because of these wounds. And last week, we were privileged to see this concept in action for a caller towards the end of the show with the praying medic, David Hayes. So, what is our perspective? You know, as we go through life, we filter our new experiences through the previous experiences. And unfortunately, some of these perspectives have lies attached to them, either provided by the enemy or an incomplete understanding of the situation. Now, in First Colossians 13.11, says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I did away with the things of a child. And this is the basic concept behind what we're talking about tonight, to do away with the things of the child and get into a more mature walk with our father. 
And in order for us to become most intimate with Father, we need to replace our distorted lenses that we see things through with his lenses and replace the lies with his truth. And we not only have to renew our conscious thought patterns, but also our subconscious ones, since this is where most of the troublesome behavior and thought patterns reside. It is what we have trained the subconscious to believe about us, our lives, and the world around us that we need to work on. Now, we need to ask Father to reveal these hidden patterns and beliefs and ask him to transform our misformed thought patterns into the true ones of our Heavenly Father and to heal those festering emotional wounds that have gone systemic. And just like a wound in the natural that becomes infected, sometimes we have to yank a scab off and remove all that yucky infection. So, Amen. Ronnie, would you like to lead us in prayer? Sure, sure I will. Father, we come before you with praise and thanksgiving, Father, that we no longer have to walk with the world, but through you, we can renew our minds. Um, we can walk with a sure understanding of your way and your wills. Praise God. And Lord, help us all um, here tonight, those listening tonight and, and those listening in the future to this recording, um, to study your word and to apply it in our lives. And I pray for all tonight who are enslaved by this yoke of bondage, that through you they be set free and walk with a transformed mind. Help us, Lord, to get rid of any selfish thoughts or critical or negative thinking and replace it with what is true and what is honest and just, what is pure, lovely, and whatever things... um, that are uh, virtuous, if there be any praise. Let us think on these things, Father, instead of the world. You came to us and, and you lifted us out of the world. We need to transform our minds to your mind. And, and so I pray that tonight for everyone listening. Uh, just ask the Lord, Father God, and, um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I would like to point out at this point that a very good resource for understanding who you are in Christ and understanding the mind of Christ is David Murray's book, The Mind of Christ. It's available for free, you know, an electronic copy. Don't you love the Kindle? Um, On his website, which is dwmurray.com. And I do believe he's got it right on the front page, a link to the electronic copy, and it's dwmurry.com. So we have come up with a few scriptures of our own, but David really goes into it. Ronnie. Yes. What are some of the woundings? You know, sometimes we don't always, we don't always see or we're not always consciously aware of these 
deep-seated woundings that we've just stuffed down there because we don't want to deal with it. Um, <laughs> you know? Well, it's what we do. I'm a good stuffer myself, or I used to be. Um, how do these wounds manifest that you know of? Oh, well... They can manifest in a lot of different ways. They can manifest in your relationships with other people and your relationships with the Lord. They can manifest through physical ailments. Uh, You can get sick from these emotions. Uh, It's just uh, our behaviors. Um, They can manifest themselves through... uh, Oh, I just lost a thought. I'm sorry. Uh, they can, yeah, they can manifest themselves in our behaviors and how we, how we look at the world and how we view ourselves. So it, it can encompass a whole realm of, of everything in our world that that we might manifest a wound that hasn't been taken care of yet. And I think some of the unwanted behaviors that manifest, I mean, have you ever acted out or or struck out at someone and you think to yourself, now, why did I do that? That didn't even make sense. That's one of the ways that you could tell there's something bubbling under there. But That's true. Yes, it is. Yep. So when these things happen, it's a good time to put the antenna up and start praying and asking Father to reveal things to you. Um, also, the desire to close yourself off from people to run away and hide. Mm-hmm. I got that Being one down, Pat, e- too. <laughs> yes. Being easily offended at the most benign comments from friends and family, just really going off, like with an Irish temper. Um, well, you know, I think that you, Dorothy, I, I think that you... Actually, I think that you, you you do get offended at people if they try to to give you counsel, good counsel, or um, you might take things that people say in, in a wrong light because of how you view yourself, not because of how they're they're meaning it. Um, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt and anger and sadness that you live. Uh, there's just so many things, you know, indecisiveness can go along with that, confusion. Um, I find it, well, it's hard to think at times. Worry and anxiety also plays into the wounds, into a wounded person. Um, unpleasant feelings, Dorothy. Mood swings, obsessive thinking, uh, and as I prayed, you know, the negativity and the pessimism and the, and the irritability that all go along with that, um, there, it just encompasses so many negative kinds of emotions, which is why I prayed the way I prayed in, in my prayer, you know, because we need to be dwelling on whatever's lovely, whatever's holy, as much as possible. Yes. I know that sounds very but... It does sound simple. It's easier said it's than done, I do. think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
especially for people who still have their wounds who haven't brought them to the Lord for healing because it's just, it's like when you when you wound your arm or your leg, eventually you start favoring that limb. You know, you start not lifting things or you start not reaching for things as the infection continues and it becomes, you know, you might not see it on top. It looks like it has a nice scab on it. That should be good, you know. But underneath all that infection, underneath in our subconscious, all that infection is just entering into the bloodstream and becoming systemic. And I think you can parallel that to the spiritual. Plus, the other side of that argument also is that those little hooligans, you know, in in the enemy's army, love to play with your emotions. If you're feeling a negative emotion, they are right there playing the violin, you know, just plucking it and plucking it and making it bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's another reason why it's so important, you know, Mm -hmm. that we get to those wounds and get them healed. Um, Yes, we can develop coping mechanisms, but Mm -hmm. I'd rather have it healed and gone. Yes. Myself, because um, it will bubble up to the surface sooner or later. It, it yes. doesn't matter if you have a coping mechanism. Um, you know, it's it's a oh gosh, it's just such a hard one. Everybody's wounded. I know that everybody is wounded, and some not to the degree that others are. Um, but we all need to. Well. Well, even the renewing of our minds, you don't even have to apply to a, a wound. You can just be coming in and out of the world. I do want to say that because there might be people listening that don't have problems with wounding, um, but we still need to renew our minds. So um, that just came to my mind. So I, I think I, sh- I was supposed to say that. Um, but we, uh, I think some people, Dorothy, I just think that they, they feel justified in their feelings. Are there? Yes, you know, um, yes, there is that. But so that they, in, instead of looking for resolution and healing, they tend to hold on to them. And I, I you know, I think uh, Dave Hayes mentioned that last week. He said they just feel that he was talking about that one woman who was just so angry and she was holding mm-hmm. on that right to be angry. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's. And it was so unhelpful to her. I think sometimes we just but don't realize it. It was so unhelpful to her, yeah. 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 You and know, it's like, oh, gosh. I went Go ahead. for years and years and years and years and years. I was abused as a child. I don't like to talk about it a lot, but I was abused as a child. And when I grew up, um, I reached out to, well, at that time, I, I reached out to the only thing I needed to do, which was to go to a therapy, which was to go to therapy. Um, and I, they, even they, even a therapist asked me, um, can, have you worked on forgiveness? And I said, no, do I have to forgive them to heal? And she said, no. But that's not true. You do have to forgive. Um, yes, we do. But so I said, well, good, because I'll never forgive them. I will never forgive them. 
And Dorothy, I wasted a lot of years being very angry. And when you're angry like that, that affects your quality of life. So when I came back to the Lord, I started working. That was the first thing I started working on in my healing was the forgiveness of my parents. And now I do forgive them. And, you know, when I realized that I forgave them, it was so freeing. I realized that that weight I'd carried with me for so long was gone. And it was just replaced with the love of God. It just was gone, Dorothy. I actually could feel love again for my parents. So I do want to say that with any wounds, if, if, if you're wounded by another person, uh, that's a really the very first place you should start is, is to forgive them. Because in forgiving them, you're, you're only helping yourself too. You're just helping yourself. I waste a lot of time. You know, I actually, I wrote down some things. Let me, let me find if I can find them. Um, I wrote down some things that, that are, are good strategies. I think these are good strategies for helping people with wounds. Um, and the first would be to, de- to deny ourselves or, or just to renew our minds. Uh, it's not just, it's to deny ourselves. If we, if we set aside our own agendas and like I said, the, those justified feelings that we have, that we just know we're right, um, and our frustrations, anything that's not in the will of God, I think that that begins with us. See, I think that God, okay, this is what I think. I think that God will, he, he's already done his part. He's already done his part in us, in healing us. After that, it's up to us. Um, and and I think the, a good place to start, well, like I said, was the trust. And then we need to deny ourselves this this, our, this agenda that we have, whatever it may be. It's, it's different for everybody. But we need to set that aside because that's probably not what God's agenda is for us, to uh, be angry or burn our flesh that way. So I guess to be able to do that, you have to be willing and you have to understand to understand that Father loves you, and our healing has already occurred at the cross. Yes. yes. But we have He's to accept the healing, and I think it's useful to know what we're being healed of. I mean, it's pretty simple. Oh, my toe is broken. Father, heal you know, heal my toe in Jesus' name. That's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to these deep rooted emotional wounds, whether it's from a single Mm -hmm. traumatic event or a series of traumatic events like an abusive childhood, we need to know Mm -hmm. specifically what to pray for. And if we ask Father, he will show us and he will bring them up in our minds and we'll we'll discuss David Hayes's simple little procedure later because as human beings we just like our little procedures don't we we like it simple but concept I want to get thoroughly discussed first Um, the need for the healing the fact that 
Father wants us healthy, emotionally, spiritually, physically. He loves us. So you need to think of him as a loving parent rather than a hard judge, you know, waiting for you to trip up. So it's very important to get that perspective about our father. You know, who is he to you? Is he waiting to give you a spanking? Or is is he waiting for you to figure out what's going on so that he can heal you and in our vernacular, kiss it and make it better. But actually, it's just a healing. But um, yeah, go on, go on with that. You, you're giving some good insight, Ronnie. Well, I, I thought of a scripture. Just bear with me for one minute. I think it's in Philippians. Well, you were you were speaking about about obeying God, and and. That goes along with the, to be willing, the, the willingness I was speaking of. Because, you know, to be willing, you need to be willing to get up and do and obey God. You have to obey God. And um, no matter what he tells us to do, you have to obey the board. Uh, so I do, I think that this is the right, I hope this is the right scripture. <laughs> it says, um, it's in Philippians 2, I'm going to read 2, 5 through 9. Um it said, let this mind be in you, which which was also in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So we find even Jesus had to become obedient. And that's what we need to do, too. Even on to death, we need to obey the Lord. So when we ask for help from God, um, we have to make sure that we listen and we hear his voice and we obey him. Even if it's and, hard. And part of that know is, it's hard. Right. And, and a big part of that, I think, is corralling our own emotions. And there are so many emotions things. Emotions are just emotions, but they're sometimes very hard for us to deal with. I think especially as women, um, they can be hard for us to deal with. I, I know some women have this down pretty good, but some of those wounds that are, are open are painful. Oh. And we have it's to separate ourselves from our own emotional reaction to a lot of this stuff. I know, and and other things do affect our emotions. Let's be honest here, women. We have hormones, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. They affect our emotions a a great deal. So nutritionally, I think we also have to address the the emotion issue because if you don't have the right physical nutrition in your body, you don't have your vitamins, you don't have your minerals, you don't have you know, all that stuff going on for you um, or you introduce other things into your body that your body doesn't like, like GMOs Mm -hmm. and insecticides, which is hard to get rid of. But those are going to affect how you feel physically, which will affect how you feel emotionally. So, you know, that's nutrition is important in dealing with emotions. And, and it's so important to 
get a handle on the emotions. Emotions in and of, of themselves are not a sin, but they can cause you to sin and separate yourself from Father. So, yes, yes, they can. Make sure, make sure your hormone levels are acting right, and this, a lot of that is nutrition. Um, where was I going with that, Ronnie? I was going somewhere. I I picked up the, well, and it's a separation from God. <laughs> but, yes, separation no, anything that causes us to take our eyes off the Lord, um, which, you know, is is going to cause us to stumble. Yes, so, it's going to cause us to stumble. stumble. And uh, also, I'm going to say something that might be a little hard to handle, but do you want to do something for the kingdom? Do you want to work for God? Mm-hmm. These things, mm-hmm. if you allow them to fester, will prevent you and distract you from doing the work of the kingdom and and doing what Father would have you do, because we're all supposed to be working in the kingdom. So this mm-hmm. is another aspect to think about. Go ahead. Well, and it can just take you away from walking with the Lord completely. It can yes, take you can. into drug addictions. It can take you into alcoholism. It can take you into um, promiscuity. It can take you into all kinds of uh, broken marriages. And um, none of the things are good. None of the things are good if you let this fester. None of it can be can be good. So. Yeah, because if, if you look at most alcoholics and drug addicts, they start off trying to mm-hmm. self-medicate the wounds, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, yes. That's another thing. Those of us who have been wounded and who go, have gone through the emotional healing, we are in a perfect place to reach out to other wounded individuals. And I, I don't know if you've noticed this, Ronnie, but I have. Wounded people hurt people. So if you don't want to be hurting people, take care of your wounds, you know, because that's just part of the dichotomy there. Well, I've hurt people. Right, honey? I know I've hurt people. Yes, I've hurt people before, and it's not because I'm unloving or, well, actually, I I guess it is. Um, I guess I was acting unloving, but it's it's not that I wanted to be. um, It's just. Whenever I I find I one of my things that I work on is when I get close with people, um, I push them away. I, I, might, I try to do something to push them away. Now some people leave, and you know God bless them. I don't blame them. Um, and others stay. So I I'm trying to I'm trying very hard to work on that. I don't want to make this a show about me though, but. It can be very lonely, a very lonely place when you're dealing with certain issues. Um, so I just, you know, anyone that wants prayer, you can you can contact Dorothy and she can give you my phone number and call and I'll pray with you. Or, you know, my heart just goes out to people that are wounded because I know I've been, I'm there, I'm there. I'm not, not that I've been there. I'm still there, and I'm still working on these things. And uh, <clears throat> you know, every time you overcome it and there's a victory, you just get stronger and closer to the Lord as well. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage everybody not to just 
um, let things slide or not to think about how they're living their lives or what they're doing because uh, because it's just when we're wounded, we can really make a mess of things. So Yes. And just remember, mm-hmm. Father loves us even in our wounds. So if yes, you can does. find someone, we are, one of our things is we want to be helpful to people and we want to help them through all the things that, that keep them from having a close walk with Father because the closer you get to yes. Father, the better your life is overall yes. on all yes. levels. So yes. we would like to do that for people. And it's important if you can find a good, believing friend to work through this stuff with, it is a lot easier because you have someone to bounce things off. Um, I know I bounce a lot of things off Ronnie, you know. Mm -hmm. I bounce a lot of things off you. And and that... It works both ways. We have developed that emotional trust over the years. So it's important. It's an important aspect of a believer's life you know, the the fellowship thing is important. It's not just to play church with. It's it's important to develop no. good relationships we, because we need the support. To be perfectly honest, yes. we just need the support of other believers because yes. a, a burden shared yes. is a burden lessened. Is that the saying that I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and yes. to go along with that, to, to you know, to transform your mind, I think also you need to get into the Word of God because it's in the Word of God that we can learn how to transform and how to renew our minds. Um, when, we're, when we're in the Word, it's a living Word, and it, it, God will speak to us through it, and, and it, it can be very profoundly helpful. So I would suggest personal Bible studies as well as group Bible studies. And like Dorothy was saying, not to forgo the the uh you know, the gathering of yourself with, with other with others. Is Pam here? Hi Pam. I think Pam is here. Hi Pam. Hi, I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> Can you hear okay. us now? I <laughs> I was saying, wake up, Pam. <laughs> oh, I've been awake. I've been watching films. And oh. I've, I've had tears rolling down my face. <laughs> oh. Oh, there okay, were good ones. Another thing I want to add to what Ronnie was just saying, in the fellowship, try to mm-hmm. avoid, <clears throat> this may sound cold, try to avoid fellowship fellowshipping with another person who is as wounded as you are because you'll just feed off each other's wounds and hurt Mm. each other. So try to find an elder who has been through the healing process to hang out with and to bounce things off of. Does that make sense? Or does that sound cold? No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's not cold because you're not going to be unkind to them. You're just going to not get overly um, yoked with them. Not not because they're bad, but just because because misery loves company at times, doesn't it? Yes, it does. 
It's like, because we were talking the other day about AA, I think, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, they're not supposed to date in that first year, and yet so many do that, and it just interferes mm-hmm. with their recovery as much as they mm-hmm. can recover. Because they want to feel you know. better. Yeah. Yes. They they feel horrible when they get clean because all those emotions and woundings that they masked for so long, um, now they're not using the drug to mask it. So it's they're coming up and it's very it's, it's it is very uncomfortable, Dorothy. So it's coming up and they they start dating. Yeah, it's just another form of self-medication to dating. It's another medication. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And uh, often and, um, when that doesn't work out and they usually don't, then, you know, that a lot of times that'll, that'll take them out of their recovery and back into the drugs. So that's why they tell you not to do that. I've been talking up a storm. So Yes, you are. You have such good insight. I'm appreciating it appreciating everything oh, you say. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you anything I'm saying is making sense. You're making very good sense. Okay. Pam? Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to what we've been talking about or well, I've only caught the last couple of minutes. Um, I mean, uh, Reese and I were watching uh, a couple of films. One was about um, uh, Eleanor and, uh, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now, Roosevelt. Roosevelt, Teddy. Oh. Teddy? Franklin. No, the other one. Franklin. Franklin. That's it, Eleanor and Franklin, Roosevelt. And then I watched Winnie. And that's about uh, a girl who was taken into uh, an institution um, because she had uh, fits when she was small and and she became institutionalised and they all thought she was a bit stupid, you know, backward, retarded, and she wasn't. Uh, I I mean, down the years, I've watched a lot of these kind of things or I've read biographies and things like that. And it's generally been when I've been really down and I've been going through stuff. And it's it's a case of, you know, uh, when you think you're you're going through a rough time, um, look at somebody else and you find out that their time is rougher. And it, it, it sounds silly, yeah. but it makes you stronger because you think, well, if they can get through that, you know, what am I... What am I um, feeling sorry about, you know. And I think, you know, the mindset in, in recovery um, from from trauma and from, from things that happen in life, and life's not fair, life's cruel. And Jesus That's said, true. in the world, you shall have tribulation. So when you're going through stuff, um, don't think you're going through it on your own because everybody's going through the wrong kind of stuff in a different way. Mm-hmm. And how we mm-hmm. handle it, it depends on how we look at it. And, mm-hmm. of course, I, I watch these kind of things. I mean, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt were an astonishing woman. And um, I thought she was absolutely marvellous and very graceful. 
I mean, that's the film version. I mean, I don't know. I'm in real life, obviously. But that that stuck out to me. And then uh, when, and and with Winnie, um, growing up in the situation that she was in, uh, I mean, apparently she wrote books and, 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 you know, they were printed about her life in an institution. See, she overcome her difficulties in a different way by sharing what she went through. Yes. And I think that's one of the ways important. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, it's no good sitting there and, and, and feeling the world's coming on top of you because it's not going to do you any good. Uh, when, when you share it, um, you've got to be very careful who you share it with. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can share it with somebody yeah. who's, who's pretty heartless or, or will make fun of you. Um, that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've got to be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that there have been people in my past where I've turned to and I came to the conclusion in, in the end that when people sit, uh, especially in church, when, you know, how are you? They don't really want to know. That's just a, another way of saying hello, bye, you know, that's my nice mm-hmm. greeting done. They don't really want to know how you are because if you sat there and told them, they'd walk away. So I learned the hard way, you know. But it made me sympathetic towards, and I could see those who were going through stuff. Um, it made me more sympathetic towards those, you know, that remembering how I felt and applying it to when I'm yeah. when I'm reaching out to others or being available for others. Yeah. Sometimes people won't let you reach out to them. You've just yes. got to be available for them. Yeah, and if you yes, that's through, a good point. That's a really good yeah. point because it. It, it, you know, we, because uh, we can be wounded, and but it's not all bad. We can we can develop compassion. We can become stronger. You know, we I can, think that's why we go through good, it. Good positive out of it as yeah. well. I yeah, think that's I why we that. through it. Really, we we share in his sufferings, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, Jesus went through it all so that he because yeah. when. He didn't know what we went through until he went through it. Mm-hmm. And now he can share in, in, now he's shared in our sufferings. He knows exactly what we need at the right time. No matter what you've gone mm-hmm. through, he's been through right. it. He's been there. He knows. Yeah. So he knows exactly yeah. the kind of um, comfort that you need and, and, and encouragement that you need. So he makes sure that these people, are, or you might get a word that will come at the right time for you, a word in season, yes. you know. And yes. that's where I've discovered that it'll, it'll lead me yes. to the right people yes, I when I, I need lifting up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and sometimes people don't want to be told the answers. They don't want, they just want somebody to listen. They just want to be able to pour their heart out for somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the problems today is there are too many judging too fast. And we become oh, sorry, that's the last thing you said. Some some today sometimes people judge too quickly. Oh. Yeah, yeah the situation. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think in sharing it too, I think that's also part of the healing process because 
when you can verbalize and articulate what's bothering you, I mean, for me, whenever I could do that, it would help me put things in perspective, and then I would get a word on, you know, I would get more insight and a word of knowledge on what was really going on, and it just helped in the healing process. Yeah, yeah. I think understanding the root cause as well uh, helps because sometimes it's not so much what you're explaining and what you're, what you're trying to say what's going off. It's what's the root cause underneath that. Right. You know, and that's what God does. He goes to the root cause. You can pour your heart out to him, uh, but he will get to the root cause of what's troubling you. And it's not always what it seems on the surface. Right. Sometimes we're just talking about the symptom rather than the actual problem. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm texting Ronnie. She dropped. Oh, there she is. I, I'm, I'm, back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My dog was behind me, and my dog barked, and I jumped. I'm on the phone. Like, oh, look okay. what you made me do now. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Anyway, uh, my, mine's in the crate. <laughs> <laughs> Alf is laid on his flat on his back. <laughs> oh, other one's snoring inside of him. <laughs> I have two dogs and they're fighting with each other today. So uh, I don't know why. These, these two usually do, but but when it gets later on, I, I'll, I'll say, "Come on, bedtime," and they'll gain the crate quite happily, long as they can see oh, me. You know, um, I, when I first got it, I just opened the door and let them go in and out. And uh, they're, they're quite happy to go in now. And I'm thinking of getting cat one because she goes in if they're not in it. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll get you your own. <laughs> so, Ronnie, do you have any more from your notes that you want to share? From my notes? Uh, no, I, I just been thinking, you know, that, um, I don't know, you know, as far as, um, it's okay, this is a difficult subject, even you know, for those no of us who can... yes. I just feel like God took us out of the world, we're no longer conformed to the world, um, yeah, and so we no longer belong to the spirit. Of, you know, to Satan any longer. And so we need to, there's a lot of lies and um, junk we picked up along the way because of living in the world when we were living in the world. People that, and, and still today, people that live in the world um, can hurt us. Um, or, mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, um, but God, I just feel the Bible gives us a lot of good uh just a lot of good instruction, you know, a lot of good instruction. Whenever I get anxious, I think of that scripture, the scripture that says um, the God of peace will be with me when I renew my mind. And mm. and I, that's, that's one of the scriptures that I meditate on because, well, because I can be... Uh, 
I, in the past, I used to not live in peace at all, ever. So um, when I came, like I said, when I came back to the Lord, I started learning more about these things and being able to walk with them. And um, it's just a tremendous blessing to me. Even though I know I have things to work on, I can still go to the Lord and get that peace when I'm feeling uh, down. And mm. so I, I, anyone that's listening, you know, I just go to the Lord and get that peace and get into the Word of God. And, uh, you know, I, I ask God what I need to work on. Because you can't work on all of it at once, Dorothy. You just can't. Oh, no. Some you people have a lot of wounds. Mm-hmm. So um, you just ask God what what He wants us to work on, and and He'll tell us. He's very faithful to tell us. So He'll be right there with us. Mm. You know, I, I think a lack of understanding you know, uh, don't help us as well when we struggle with that. Um not being able to understand why things are happening and why they happen to us. Um, and I think one, one, yeah, of the, one of the ways, one of the ways, if we realise that what we are going through is training because we've been taken mm-hmm. out of the world, but we're in the world. Mm-hmm. And what we've been yeah. taken out of is a system whereby we grew up in and it was the only system we knew mm-hmm. And therefore, in yes. that system, we reacted naturally yes. to situations, yes. to people, to things. And what mm-hmm. he's done is took us out of that system and said, right, now, this is the system I want you to walk in, and this is how you do it. This is, this is my rules, and I want you to apply my rules. And this is why we have that, we have that um, struggle where one minute we, we, we're thinking as normal and we're reacting as normal, and then we, the Lord brings us back and says, no, you shouldn't react like that. You should re- respond like this. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not always easy. It's a struggle. It's a battle. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. He, he mm-hmm. promises to see us through and he promises to give the strength to do yes. it. Um, I mean, when, I, when I'd gone through, through my stuff, and I'm not saying I've, I've reached it, um, I mean, I still got you know deep wounds that need re, 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 well not repairing. I want them wiping out, <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Me um, yes, yes, I do. And he's working, he's working on them, and and he's, and that's where I say every yes. so often I need to take time aside, and sometimes I'll look at somebody worse off than myself, and I think, well, if they can do mm-hmm. it, and that's in the world, then I can do it with a large help. And what he gave me many yes. years ago yes. was that, I, I, I think it's in Colossians, I can't remember now. Um, I haven't got my Bible near me. But he talks about what we've gone through and the comfort that, what, what he said to me, what, what I've gone through and, and we're going through at that particular time was when I get comforted by God, when I'm comforted and I'm strong, stronger, I had, to, I had to reach out to others who were going through something similar and comfort them with the comforts that I'd received from God. And I found down the years he's led me to people who's been going through struggles similar to what I'd gone through. So I were able to share with them what God gave me that helped me 
so that it would help them strengthen and encourage them. So, you know, when you've been through a dark time, you know what it's like going through a dark time. You know what it's like when you get, I always call it a pity party membership of one. When you get so feeling sorry for yourself, you don't see a way out. But, you know, in that dark time, God's with you because he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy mm-hmm. staff, they comfort me. And I always right. see his rod and his staff as, as a rod of correction. And, and the, the staff, to me, represents his authority and his power, you know. Um, I mean, it might represent other things to other people, but that's what it said to me. Mm-hmm. That he'd got the authority in that situation and he was correcting me through that situation to bring me out of that situation. He never leaves you in it. Yeah. He always brings you through yeah. it and out of it. But you come at the other side, even though you can't see, um, you know, end at tunnel, as it were, because you, you feel like you're in a dark tunnel and you don't see any way out. But when he brings you through it, you can look back and say, look, he's done something in me and I'm not sure what, but he's strengthened you. Yeah, and and yeah. somehow you've been changed, but you can't quite see it then. But you do reap the fruit of it later on. You know, what you yeah, used to be a years ago yeah. doesn't touch me now. You know. Yeah. And, and things that did touch me at one time, perhaps they don't stay around now. You know, the uh, uh, wounds and hurts. It, it it might it might the might still come those 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 arrows that that come wounds from especially from family and and loved ones. They don't cause the pain that they used to do. You know, it, it's sort of a. That's right. Oh well, because you're thinking more clearly, your mind's been yeah. transformed. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, exactly. It's and the wound has been healed. Yeah. yeah. And the wound well, has healed. Right. The, the emotions and the trauma, he heals those so that you yes. can think of the events that happened that were so yes. traumatic, but the emotions are not attached because he's healed them, That's which is right. so much better than just coping with the emotions from yep. the trauma to me. Yeah. Um, because it, it's just, you know, because it's gone. I can recount things that have happened to me that have traumatized me and wounded me so deeply. And I can remember that I felt bad, but I don't mm-hmm. feel that emotion anymore. It's gone. It's healed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, That's right. it's just so awesome when he does that. Mm. It's just, you know, more of, of what he's done for us at the cross. That's right. And remember, I, when we go through this earth, we get our feet dirty. Remember, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and we uh-huh. all need our feet washed because we all got dirty feet. You know, just and remember when he prayed for them, for and us, and this, where he said, "I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but keep them yeah. in the, while they're in the world." So, and this is part of that is his keeping of us. While we mm-hmm. go through and get our feet dirty, yeah. So, but we're, but we are being trained, as I said. You know, we're not. We're part oh, yeah, of the royalty. Definitely. We're royal family, 
I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're the children of the King of Kings. And what you are being doing is being trained to rule. And in that training to rule, you have to get, forget who you are and be trained to who you, who, who you were to who you are in his eyes. You, you know, who you were in the world is totally different to who you are in, in, in the kingdom. And Absolutely. you're being trained and you're being prepared by what you go through. You're being made ready. And it, 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 you've got to have your mind changed and renewed and, and, and prepared. I mean, we've got a royal family here. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a royalist. I'm not, I used to be. Uh, <laughs> I used to like them, but I don't. I don't anymore. You know, I'm not going to pretend. Mm-hmm. Um, sympathy zero. And, um, but they are trained from being very small. They are trained down a certain route to fulfill a certain destiny for them within that family. And they are, they, you know, they've got a very narrow path that they're allowed to walk. And um, this, is, this is where we've been brought out of the worldly way of thinking and the worldly way of living and brought in. Mm-hmm. And, and it's got that, I mean, this is for everybody, but only those who, who will accept it will walk it. You know, and when you realize what you've been trained for, that's why it says, Paul says that, you know, what we go through now, the sufferings we go through now, are not to be paired to what, to what God's got in mind for us. They're not to be compared. You know, the, you, you, it's like, it's like um, oh, I don't know, walking in mud to walking on gold. You know, there's just no comparison. The type of life that he's got. So we've got to look up and set our minds on the goal set before us. What goal? God's goal that he's got for us. We will rule with him. And he says we will judge angels. And if we, you can't rule and judge if you don't know what, what God's art is and what way he does it. You can't rule in a kingdom you're not aware of. You don't. No, no, to that. You have to learn. And sometimes in that learning process, we have to go through a process that, that, that kills the flesh and the fleshly way of thinking. Yeah. And the yeah. flesh does not die willingly. It has to be crucified. And no. It does not die willingly. Yeah. And if we can't let go, then we'll go through lessons until we have to let go. I always say that we, when yeah, you get to the end true. of yourselves, when you get to the mm-hmm. end of yourselves, you get to the rock bottom with your back against the wall. That's the best place to be. When you can't go on and can't hang on, it's the best place to be because there's only one way left after that, and that's back up. Because that means that, that you've come to the end of the flesh. <coughs> and I've been there a few times. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to say, Lord, I feel like you've run over me with a steamroller and you're backing up and it hurts. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and he said, but it's got mm-hmm. to be done. And then you come to this side of it and you say, wow, I needed that. Because mm-hmm. now I'm free. 
And what am I free from? You're I'm free. free from things that used That's to right. used to hurt and upset and used to hold me back. I'm free right. from worrying about what others think. I'm free from from um, the cares that this world puts on you. You know, and it might seem, oh, I don't know, frivolous, or it might seem callous, cold-hearted, as you said earlier, to think, well, I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. Because their opinion doesn't matter. They'll change it anyway in another moment or another day. So it doesn't really matter. What does matter is when we stand before God, what is, what he thinks, what he cares about, what he says. That's the end result. I would That's like to read something result. that... true. Yeah. I want to read something Richard Grund posted on Facebook today. I don't know if anybody else knows Richard Grund, but he, he's an excellent teacher. He has a, a podcast that he does. Um, but this is from the Treasury of Bible Illustrations, and this really brought a few things home for me, you know, as I look back. And says, at first, I saw God as my observer, my judge, keeping track of things I did to know whether I merited heaven or hell. He was out there, sort of like a president. I recognized his picture, but I did not know him. Later on, when I met Christ, life became a bike ride. It was a tandem bike, and Christ was in the back helping me pedal. I do not know just when he suggested we change places, but life has not been the same since. Christ makes life exciting. When I had the control, I knew the way. It was rather boring, but predictable. It was the shortest distance between two points. When he led, (laughs) he knew delightful long cuts up mountains Mm -hmm. and through rocky places and at breakneck speeds. It was all I could do to hang on. Even though it looked like madness, he said, pedal. I worried and was anxious and asked, where are you taking me? He laughed and did not answer, and I started to trust. I forgot my boring life and entered into the adventure. And when I would say, I am scared, he would lean back and touch my hand. He took me to people who gave me gifts of healing, acceptance, joy, and peace for our journey. He said, give the gifts away. So I did to people we met, and I found that in giving, I received, and our burden was light. Mm -hmm. I did not trust him at first to control my life. I thought he would wreck it. But he knows how to make bikes bend to take sharp corners, jump to clear high rocks, fly to shorten scary passages. I am learning to be quiet and pedal in the strangest places. I'm beginning to enjoy the view and the cool breeze on my face. And when I am sure I just cannot do any more, he just smiles and says, pedal. I just thought that was <laughs> such yeah. such a good explanation of what our walk is like as we go through it, you know? Yeah, pedal. <laughs> how, how, how long can just you tread water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. You know what I was so thinking? True. I was thinking also when you when you when you deal with a lot of wounds or and and you're 
you're getting the victory through Christ and you're you're moving on in, in different ways in your life. Um, it's and you run across people in the world and they treat you this way or that way or you know, they say things, whatever is going on with them, you can see their wounds. These are wounds mm, that yeah. uh yeah. a lot of times and, and so it gives you a good a good uh you know, then you know how to pray. You know how to pray for them. That's mm. I just wanted to say that because that's what I found. Anyway, it, yeah. it gives me an insight, I guess, is what I'm trying to say into into mm-hmm. the way I need to pray for people. Yeah, you get a clearer picture. Them, yeah, you get a clearer picture. You yeah. can see what's going on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's that's sad when you see point. the struggle. Yeah. Instead of getting angry or, or getting or offended mean, you know, or, or offended yeah. or yes, yes, it, it's it's easier to just well, this is this person needs prayer in this. Yeah, and that's like yeah. when when Father was leading me through um, forgiving my parents. He did it mostly by showing me their lives as children and how they grew up and were abused themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then he showed me their hearts. And at that mm-hmm. point, it was so easy to forgive them, you know, just because it was more of an understanding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely. And it gave you a better idea of how to pray for their healing. Yes, in it Whichever did. way, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's what I found. And we're sharing these very personal things with you guys because we're hoping that it helps you in some way, shape, or form. So, if you want to let us know if we're helping you or hurting you, let us know by emailing (laughs) us because we wouldn't want to do any harm. We want to help. We want to help. We just know how, how we've been helped. Yep. And that we, we've been through yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, we've been through a lot of stuff. To this side, yeah. Absolutely. And we're still standing and growing. Yeah. So, having, and still yeah. growing, yeah. yeah. Having what done is, all there for to stand. <laughs> yes. What is that, that phrase? I think it was Paul who wrote it about striving uh, for our salvation. Because salvation is more than just being the initial being saved. Yeah, that's salvation. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch more to salvation. It's your your healing, yeah. your understanding. That mm-hmm. and as that grows within you, mm-hmm. you get to understand the fullness of salvation instead of just yeah. the, oh yeah, I'm going to heaven, big deal. You know. So yeah, there's well, a you've lot growing. Yeah, you've got to grow in it. Yes. You know, you, you don't just become boom and you're a you're a um, um, a full grown spiritual person. You've got to grow just as a baby when it's born in 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 the flesh. It's got to grow. It's got to learn, fall, get back up, learn, fall, get back up, learn, and move on and mature. And it's the same in the spirit. You know, you're not. You're, yeah. you, everything's there. We, we we often go to God for things, and he says, but it's already in you. It's already been provided mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn how to 
bring it out from within till it shows on the outside. We um, need to learn how to access it. Yes, definitely. That's right, yeah. I mean, I asked the Lord, uh, I told him once, um, oh, years ago, <laughs> and I don't know if I've, re- I don't remember if I've shared it with you guys, but I told him I needed some help. I knew I needed some inner healing. And I was really hurting deep, deep, deep down inside. I couldn't put it into words. I had no idea how to put it into words. And I just knew I needed help. And he just said to me, sit on my knee. Well, I used to sit on a rocking chair outside at a fireplace. And he said, sit on my knee. So I, I said, how do I do that? And he says, just shut your eyes. And imagine being sat on my knee. So I did. And he says, and let me put my arms around you and love you. So I just sat there, closed my eyes, and just let imagined him putting his arms around me and loving me. And I just soaked it up. Well, during that time, Paul came home from work, my eldest son. He came home from work. And he got as far as the room door. And his legs give way, and he says, Ma'am, he says, You're with God again, aren't you? And I goes, Yes. And he, he scrambled over to the chair, and we couldn't move for an hour because the presence of God was that powerful. Wow. And That's awesome. afterwards, it, afterwards, I felt different. I didn't know what he did, I have no idea what he did. But I knew something had been done that you know deep down inside something had gone. You see, we need to, in order to help others, we have to be filled up ourselves. Mm-hmm. You can't pour out of an empty glass. You have to fill mm-hmm. up. Jesus told me one day, he says, you've got, in fact, so as it sounds, it was through my divorce lawyer. And he says, you've got a really deep well in you. And I thought that was an extraordinary thing for a lawyer to say, a divorce lawyer to say. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't until I got home and the Lord showed me. And he showed me that the more you give out, the more you get filled up. You can't get filled up if you haven't given it away. You need refreshing, you need filling up, you need to pour it out, touching other people's lives. There are a lot of hurting people out there, and there's a lot of young hurting people out there. There's a lot of old hurting people out there. And they Mm -hmm. say, well, where do I go? Do I go up mission field? Go outside your door, that's your mission field. Go into your house, that's your mission field. Whoever Mm -hmm. is your neighbour, whoever's near you, that's your mission field. And what, mm-hmm. what is it for? Is it to bring him to church and get him churchified? No, it is not. Mm-hmm. It's to show the love of God. Yes. It's to show his patience, his mercy, his compassion. There's been too much religion. I was once asked, or I was once told, oh, yeah, right, religion causes more wars, and I said, you're right. And they didn't know where to look. Mm-hmm. They were so shocked because mm-hmm. I'd come out with that. And I said, yeah, you all think I'm religious, but I'm not. I said, God hates religion. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. religion is what causes. Um, it says that it's like traditions. And, and Jesus said to the Pharisees, yes. he says, yes. your traditions 
have made the word of God of none effect. Why? Because they piled more onto the people. And he condemned them for that. He says, you put more burdens onto the people. They've got enough burdens and you pile more on. Yes. And that's why he was angry. That's true. Because they were more interested in their rules and regulations. They were more interested in what our people did things their way. They were more interested in what money they could make for the coffers. And and that hasn't changed today. No. Uh -uh. It hasn't changed today. But I'm telling you, and it folks to come to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. God wants to show you his love. And you're going to come across people who say the Christians and who get it wrong. Don't condemn mm-hmm. them. They're still learning. You. But if you really want to know God, you go to God. Nobody come and told me. I went to God right at the very beginning. Yes. So nobody could say, well, I knocked on her yes. door and I witnessed. No, they didn't. I was, it was a one-on-one with me, with, with, with a lot. And I went to him. I, I, I don't remember a time when I never believed, and I'd always talked to him all my life. I would talk to him about everything. I'd talk to him about, mm-hmm. oh, I like that lad down road. What do you think, lad? You know, <laughs> you know, or in this gorgeous, this flower, lad. Or why don't why do neighbours keep rowing, lad? Why can't people get on with one another? What about this? I'd love to work in a shop, lad. All that type of thing growing up. I even once asked him for a monkey. I never got that. <laughs> I got a monkey when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. I wanted a monkey and an elephant. I never got him, but I mean, yeah. I think since then. I didn't get but... the elephant, but my mother bought me a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, to me, it was natural. Yeah. It wasn't something fast on me. It wasn't something. Right. It was natural. No. It, I just yeah. knew it was. I just yeah. knew it was there, and I couldn't explain it to anybody. But no. the point is, I went to no. God, and That's I said to him, look, I need to go to church. I don't know where to go, and I don't care what it says over the door. Yeah. But I know I need to go. And you said that you're the truth. You, I, I expect you to show it me, and I, I won't accept anything less. And if somebody tells me a lie, I expect you to... This is how I talk to him. I say, I expect you to show me if they're, if they're lying to me. And he led me from well, one fellowship to another fellowship to another fellowship. Yes. Because you need to learn things. from each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he, he revealed things to me. And I would share them. I'd just blurt them out, you know. I mean, he uh, mm-hmm. just showed me something and I'd stand up and say it. And I didn't know what the result were going to be, but I mean, you know, I'm not in church now, so. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, <laughs> could have found somewhere else, please. <laughs> That's the kind but of the same point... with me. I no one yeah. took me. I went. I went to the. I went to God. I I was nine years old, and I, I my parents didn't go to church, but I felt yep. I needed to go to church. I needed. I yep. wanted to learn about God. And I said, I yeah. want to go to church. So they, yeah. my dad my dad would take me every Sunday and every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday. I would go yeah. to church for years. Yeah. yeah. For years, I did that growing up. Um, and I came to know Christ. Yeah. And I think that is really what saved me from yeah. 
even more damage than was done. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord was with me. Yeah. The Lord was with you me. You know, I, I think I think the enemy knows who belonged to him. And I think he knows. And that's I why. That. I mean, it goes through Bible. It goes through Bible time and time again how much he goes against those who belong to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. And it traumatizes mm-hmm. them from a very early age. I've looked yeah. back on my life and I thought, why did I used to get beaten up? And I never used to do anything from being small. Uh-huh. I'd be out on the street playing as a, a young un, and somebody had come and beat me up. And I, I just I couldn't understand why were they doing it. And it's only as I've got sort of this end of my life, and I've looked back and I mm-hmm. thought, yes, because he knew and he tried to take me out and he tried to traumatize me to a degree where I wouldn't have out to do with God. Well, he was wrong because what it did is it made me run to him all the more. Now, you see, know, and I might not have understood. It took me away from God for a long time. I got angry at the Lord. So it did. It took me away from God, but I was young. Yeah. And I I was immature in my walk with God, even though I'd been going to church. They didn't teach you a lot of things um, Mm. back then. I don't know what they do now, but they didn't back then. And so I didn't have any, and I couldn't talk to people about it because, because... that would have been embarrassing to me as a teenager. So I just walked away from God until God brought me back again. Yeah. So he mm. let me go ahead and, and live in the world and um, take all those punches too. But he brought yeah. me back because he's faithful to us. He is faithful to us. Well, that's it. So, it drove me to him. You know, it drove me closer to him. Closer to my wish because he was the only one to me. It, to me, the only one that's been faithful in my life. That's been there for me all my life. And I, I mean, even before I became born again, I saw answer to prayer over and over and over and over again all my life. So, to me, that's. I mean, I remember going yes. to the local cinema to faithful. see Jesus over of Nazareth. Yeah, mm-hmm. where, um, Robert Powell with Jesus that played Jesus of Nazareth. And I sobbed in that cinema. And I said, oh, Lord, why did they do that to you? And I come out. <laughs> I think I was converted that night, you know. But, <laughs> but I mean, he took me back. The Lord took me back to when I was 16. Uh, no, uh, let me think. Um, I'm, how old I was? I went Paul, uh, Ian Webron, my brother. Yes, I'd be about 16, 15, 16. And uh, my mother had a hard time. And... Uh, she was in labour with him and they had to rush her to hospital because um, she was having difficulties because my sister she'd had as an own birth and she'd had twins before that as an own birth but they they were still born so they were rushing my mum to the hospital and even now I'm sort of stood outside the front door as they're taking her away on the stretcher and, I, 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 and at that time I just said Lord Please spare me, Mum. If you're going to take anybody, take me, but please spare me, Mum, and that baby. And, you know, down the years I'd forgotten about that, but, you know, the Lord didn't forget. He didn't forget. And I think that's when he, when, when I got to the right place at the right time. I mean, he answered all my prayers. And I, I'd always wanted to go into services in, in, you know, in, in the Army. I'd always wanted to live in Germany. I'd wanted to fly and all the rest. And he answered every one of them. I didn't go in the service, but my husband joined the army. 
we lived in Germany, we flew, he taught me how to drive. And so, I, I mean, I had my children and all, all the rest of it. I had all my prayers answered, not in the way I, I expected, but I had them all answered. And um, and then I think it was a case of, right, now I've got your attention. Now, come on, it's me and you. You know, and um, I don't know I'm more surprised when when... I carried on praying and, and I heard his answer because I'd always prayed and believed but I never heard him answer. And then when I heard him answer, it was just like any other day. Oh, well, I'll do this, Lord. Yeah, yeah, and do that. And then I realised he was talking to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's, let's start talking about process of, of how to get this healing so we can get this done before we run out of time. And this okay. is, I'm getting this not just from my own personal experience um, because my my emotional healing was done before it became so commonplace, uh, but this is based on David Hayes' teaching, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, it is a battle. It's oh, our yeah. battle so, yeah. to get closer to your father. So when you feel those emotions bubbling up, and this may take practice to recognize them. You have to train yourself to recognize what mm. those emotions are. Just stop. Just stop whatever you're doing. And then ask Father to reveal the root of the issue, tell you when the beginning incident occurred, identify the emotion, and ask Jesus to take away the emotion, to heal mm. the emotion. And then think about the incident again and identify any remaining emotions because sometimes we have more than one emotion. And then ask him again until there is no more. And ask him also what else needs to be done because sometimes we need to repent of something. We need to break soul ties. Mm -hmm. We need to break generational curses and other things. So... And he will tell you, it may take some practice to do this because a lot of us, like Ben was saying, are not used to hearing his response. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn to hear his response. Ask him for those spiritual ears and eyes to mm. open them, to give you discernment. Well, how do you do that, Dorothy? Can you give me a practical example? Like like somebody that's listening that has depression, how do they use, okay, okay they 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 okay, I have, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. So how do they use what David's saying to heal their depression? Okay, I'm depressed. Okay. Is there something going on right now that I'm depressed about? And you think, and you go, mm-hmm. not a thing, everything is fine. Okay, then where is this depression coming from? Is there an incident in my life that has made a wound? Father, reveal that to me. Reveal to me where Mm -hmm. the depression is coming from. And the event will come into your mind. And then go and identify if there are any other emotions. Is it just depression? Is it anger? Because anger is very often the beginning emotion to depression. Okay, so identify any remaining emotions and and 
ask him to heal it. Ask him if there's something I need to do. Do I need to forgive somebody? Do I need to break soul ties with whoever was involved in this incident? You know? And and that's eventually, he will take the pain away. The emotional pain will be gone. And you just repeat the process till it's gone. And in our walk anyway, we should be asking him, like you said, Ron, Ronnie, what are we supposed mm-hmm. to be working on in ourselves right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and just work with him because he knows what's best and he wants what's best for us. Yeah. He really does. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sometimes we have to do yeah. a little work. Mm-hmm. Did that fully answer the question? Or no? Uh, I think so. I think it did. Mm-hmm. I just I just wanted the people listening for it to, you know, to be a, well, yeah. not just for, for me too. I'm not saying just for, but for, I wanted to give a practical Practical application, yes, that's what we're about. We're going practical to... application, right. Solutions. Let's do the solutions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and it's very simple. And if you take the process, one, two, three, you know, and then do it again, one, two, three, eventually you will get through it. Like I said, I can remember the events. I remember being upset. I am not upset. Mm. So that's where you need to get. I am not upset about this anymore. I can talk about it. I can share this with someone and help them learn in what they're going through. All right, I am healed, you know. So that's basically Mm -hmm. how it works. See, Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And it's in knowing what's causing these things and knowing how you can get through it that frees you from the effect. Yes. If you're having a hard time, if you're, if you're really, really depressed, you know, really hurting, let the Lord show you the truth about these issues. Let him show you the the, the 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 answers and and the ways to get through it, and he'd be set free from all, just the same as we've been set free. And it's lovely to live in that freedom. It it it, it, is. it lifts it lifts uh, enormous burdens off your back. Because he also says, "Come to me, all you who are heavy laden." And that means when you're weighed down with burdens that you can't bear, with things that you just can't carry anymore, and he calls you to come to him. It was just so awesome. It was awesome last week uh, witnessing the emotional healing of, uh, I think his name was Dewan. You know, Mm. because Father showed it to me in the spirit, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, I mean, I was sharing this recently on an email. You know, how we've always said that we go to the Lord with our burdens and we, we get this picture of us carrying this big black plastic sack trash bag. 
and we're taking it into the lard and they and they saying, Oh, what you got? No, I've got this burden and it's all in this bag. And then they'll say, Well, leave it with me and you know, I'll sort it out and but we carry it back out with us. Well what the Lord showed me uh the other day was, you know, sometimes people hoard them. You've you seen people who become hoarders. Um, the more secure, with the, the more stuff that they have around the house, where you can't get mm-hmm. in the house because I hoarded that much. Well, that's what the Lord showed me. He says some people, he says, hoard these burdens because they feel secure in these burdens and they're unable, without help, to get free. They want to be free, but they're so insecure they don't know how to get free. And that's why you you find some people where they're sort of burdened down with so many things. You know, that they're wanting help, but they don't know how. And I think it's important to realize as well when Jesus was walking around healing people, like, um, oh, the man at the pool of Bethesda, and they were paralytic. And Jesus came up and he says to him, you know, how long have you been here? He says, oh, I've been here so many years. And he says, uh, how come you've been here that many years? And he says, well, there's nobody here to lift me up and put me in the pool when when the pool, when the angel troubles the pool. By the time I, I can get to it, you know, it's gone. So Jesus looked at me and he says, do you want to be healed? Now, that would seem a bit of a silly thing to ask when you think about it on the surface because there's this guy laid at the pool hoping to get in it to be healed. But he couldn't move fast enough. But he wasn't asking such a silly thing because Jesus was looking on the core of the problem. Did he want? He could see he'd got a problem, but he weren't addressing the, the problem that were obvious. He said, do you want to be healed? You know, there are a lot of people that are paralyzed by the the, 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 the the problems. And the Lord's saying to you, now, do you want to be healed? Do you really want it? That's a very important point, Sam, because sometimes we do. We hold on to our issues. Um, and so, you know, for a variety of reasons. We all have our reasons. But when you get to the point where you can let those reasons go and apply mm-hmm. the the truth bomb of Gilead mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of Scripture, then you can let go and you can process and get healed. But yeah. sometimes it's very hard to get to that want to. You sort yeah. of want to but you're not sure you want to. And can you really trust Jesus to do this for you? I mean, why would he do that for you, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we think? He's not really going to heal me. I know he wants me to suffer. He always says, he says, take up your cross and follow me. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. not. People don't think that he wants them to suffer, do they? No. No, we don't. Do you really think people think that? Yes, I do. Never I do. It. Never, never I yeah. people say that. Yes. Yes, oh, I do. No, that's not the cross yeah. he's talking about picking up. Um, that's a whole oh, different... Oh, I know what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Well, 
yes, maybe I maybe you. I'm supposed to be sick because maybe I'm supposed to be learning a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the excuses. Or maybe I deserve this, and he's just punishing me because oh, we know. Oh, a good one. Yeah, yeah, he punishes us when we disobey and we're bad. So yeah. just remember the parable of the talents, you know? Yeah. The guy that... So, yeah, these are issues that come up in our walk that, that interfere with our grabbing hold of that healing yeah. that Father is trying to give us. He's not going to force it down our throats. No. He's just not. He's not like that. He, he wants... He's there, holding out his yeah. hand with this healing in it. Take mm. it. Please, take it. Yeah. I could just imagine if you're at that pool and you're looking at Jesus and that, that man... It wasn't until that man looked into Jesus' eyes and Jesus looking at him. You can imagine. And then he said, yes, and the Lord let Lord to swim. Take up thy bed and walk. And he did. Once he'd, once he'd come to the decision, I want to be healed, then Jesus gave him the 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 instruction. He gave that him the bed, procedure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that bed was where he was lying in and lying on, paralyzed, unable to move. And and and, and that's a lot of times where where we get where we're paralyzed with the situation. It just we're just unable to move one way or another. You know, there's an old saying, you make your bed, you lie on it. Yep. Yes. And sometimes you can get yourself in a situation where you've made your bed, you lie on it. And sometimes being brought up that way, that that's that becomes a, 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 a paralyzing effect in your life. You know, where it's it's something that's spoken into your life. That it's, it's a way of being brought up. You know, you, you've just got to stick it out because that's how it was just done. The Lord says, do you want to get healed? Do you the want curses. to be set free? Huh. Mm. Then you take up your bed and walk. I can see the picture so clearly, you know, I can I can see the pool. Uh, as clear as anything. And I mean, he didn't condemn the man. He just looked at him. I mean, out of all the people that would have been there... He just saw this man, and he knew his need, but it was his time. It was his time. Mm-hmm. And the Lord walked up to him. Out of all the people that were there, the Lord walked up to him and asked him that question. And folks, is it, uh, anybody listening, is it your time where the Lord's walking up to you and saying, do you want to be healed? This could be your time. And I want to tell everyone, because this is heavy on my heart, when you slap that gift away, you slap his hand away, that he's reaching out to you with that healing, Mm. it hurts his feelings. Because he wants to heal you. I mean, that's written all throughout Scripture. He wants Mm -hmm. us healed. 
he wants us to be whole. And he knows how to make us whole. All we Mm -hmm. have to do is say yes. Please say yes. I feel like crying. Oh. It just, you know, you know how that goes. You know, Mm when something comes on, you get strong. But please, people, please say yes. You heard that show, Say Yes to the Dress? Well, say yes to God. (laughs) He he loves you more than that dress ever will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he started this show off. That's how much he wants to reach out to people. Yep. He got us together and started this show off Mm -hmm. to reach out to people. And the whole purpose behind this show. There may be spiritual warfare that needs to be done in all of this too, Dorothy. I don't think we really brought that up. But a lot of times, you know, we we talked about the demons, how they, well, I know that, okay, I know with me, now I'm, I'm learning how to, but for the longest time with me, the, they knew, attack me in my feelings and in my wounds. And they could get me to a point where I was no longer, I was no longer any good to the kingdom of God because they had me down for the count. So if they mm-hmm. can do that to you, you know, now I don't have that problem as much. They still mm-hmm. want to try to attack my, my wounds, but now I, I see it for what it is and I can fight them in the spirit. So, um, And how do you fight them, Ronnie? Do you rebuke them? I pray. I, I go into spiritual warfare, prayer, you know, intercessory prayer, and I fight and I bind them and cast them off, and I pray for God to put a hedge of protection around me. Whatever the... The circumstances are will dictate how I how I pray. Yes. Yeah. I don't let them. I don't let them do that to me as much. They 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 still get in sometimes, but I try not to let them get to, because then I'm no good. I'm no good, Dorothy. I might as well go lay back in bed and not you know just pull the covers up over my head. I'm no good to the Lord. I'm no good to anybody. I'm no good. So, but that is how they always, always. They do you know, operate that. that way. So, you have to learn yeah. to say no to the hooligans, and remember that you, get them out. you have been given authority over them. So, yeah. say no, rebuke them. Say, I don't yeah. have to listen to your lies. I know you're lying to no. me. Because the word of God says this. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Speak it out loud. Speak the word out loud because scientifically speaking, one of the ways we retrain our subconscious is by speaking in our own voice the truth. Mm-hmm. And that gets into the subconscious. That's right. That's right. And speaking the scriptures of God, I put them on post-its now around, well, especially mm. around my computer because I'm in here a lot. But... Uh, you know, it's just so helpful, everyone. It's so helpful. I know these are small things, but, and and they might sound, you know, so simple to some people, but 
these are the things that work with me. And if they work with me, this is this is what God tells us to do. They're going to work for you mm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another way to the voice praise. of God. Praise another, me, another yeah. Way and praise, and worship right. music, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know the Lord in music. yeah the Lord inhabits the praises of His people, and you know when the Lord comes yeah. in. They go out. The Lord comes in through door. Yeah. They go out through window. They can't stand it. No. They cannot stay and they away don't like the, prayer, the music either. No, they no. don't. No. At all. I used to I used no. to play a lot on, on, on my keyboard, uh, but uh-huh. I think this uh, message got mixed up in, from my brain to my fingers, and I'm getting wrong keys. But <laughs> you know, I keep it in wrong keys. Um, oh. And I used to play a lot of warfare ones when mm-hmm. I felt really oppressed because you do get oppressed by yes. enemy. Yes, you get very. You oppressed, know, and, yeah. and when you're depressed, uh, that's usually. I mean, in in scripture, it's called the spirit of sorrow, mm-hmm. and um, that can call that that's today they call it depression, but in scriptures mm-hmm. they called it a spirit of sorrow, and um, you know. So we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We do no. get these coming against us. And, you know, we've got the authority to to rebuke them. And we've got, we, we can ask the Lord to send angels to, we can bind them yes. and ask the Lord to send angels to come and take yes. them away. Angelic forces to come battle. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I plead the blood of Christ on me. Amen. Often. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Often. Yeah. It's, it's a continuing battle. Those are it's two of the standards battle. that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what do you got to remember? They don't as like well? the blood of Christ. They, no. We don't see this, but they do. They do. Oh yes. I'm convinced yes, that's of it. Get mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where we get picked out. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we shine in the dark world. That's why we get picked out. In, in in the spiritual world, we shine. Oh, we shine. Yes. We don't know that, but we do. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and I we're think part of what you're bringing forth is we need to replace our bad habits of response to these things going on, the, either the spiritual attacks or the emotional fufara. We need to replace those bad habits reaction habits with good reaction habits like the scripture like the um, praise music and the worshipping replace the bad habit with the good habit and eventually it will become a habit so you won't have to think about it so much that's right you have to have every thought to make it obedient to Christ right yes yep yep I mean, it's not like I said. It's, it don't mean to say that you're not going to get mistakes on the way because uh, no, you know we've you got are. the scars that we did. <laughs> yeah. But we've also got the joy where we did get it right. Yes. Yeah. Because we've we've battled on and we've battled on, and um, you know we're not here because we've done it ourselves. We're here because the Lord strengthened us and guided us and helped us. We're here because he's brought us through. It's not been... We All we've done is done what he's said to do. All we've done is obeyed what he's told us to do or showed us to do. 
He sent people across our path to encourage us and mentor us. And we followed the instructions that he's given us through them. And we've come out of this battle uh, victors instead of victims. And there's too many who's got a victim mentality. And you need to change that mentality from a victim mentality to a victor mentality. If you're going to get your crown, you want to cast your crown before Jesus, not, be, not give it up to the enemy. You've got to decide, you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to cast your crown before Jesus, or do you want to give it up to the enemy? And we've got to stand up and say, no, we're not having that. We're not having that. We're not being walked on. They're under our feet. We're sat in heavenly places. Amen. That's right. With him. They are under our feet. And we have got to put them where they belong. Whether it's in the mind or whether it's in, in the circumstance. We've got to put them where they belong. We've got to put the flesh where it belongs. And we've got to let the spirit rise up. Don't bottle the spirit up. Let it rise up. We don't, we, we're, not, we're not chickens scratching in the dirt. We're eagles soaring. And eventually you'll learn, like the eagle, how to use... I, saw, uh, I was given a picture once of um, a, 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 a mother eagle training a young. And when they were old enough, she took all the, all the parts of the nest away and then what she did was she pushed the eagle off the nest, off the, off the rock where the nest was. And the little eagle fell down, flapping its wings. And I could imagine, you know, if you can picture it, imagine just screaming at that little eaglet as it were plummeting down. But the mother eagle dived underneath and caught it on her back. And she repeated this over and over and over again until that eaglet's wings were strong enough for it to fly. And then once it flew, it learned how to, how to use the thermals to lift up, to drop down, to soar, and yet to see far enough away where they could hunt, because they could see for miles. So, you know, when I see the bald eagle or any other eagle, when I see it soaring, you know, I think it's an absolutely marvellous thing, and, and it always speaks to that lesson where the Lord's took out from under us from time, time and time again as we're learning, is taking those props away from under us. And we fell screaming, but the Lord's been there in his quarters, lifted us back up, and then gone through it again, lifted us back up till we were strong enough to stand. And then we learned how to fly. We're not chickens. Scratching among the sand were eagles. They shall rise as so like eagles. I've forgotten where about in the scripture that is. They shall soar like eagles. I think it's in one of the Psalms. I can't remember. Um, I've gone mush. I've gone mush tonight. I mean, that, there's, there's so much going through my mind. Let's see. I can they see will that. They on wings like eagles. They will run yeah. and not grow weary. 
They will Stop walk me. and not be faint. And that's in Isaiah. Isaiah I'll talk 40, to you about Isaiah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was mm-hmm. Isaiah. It gave me that many years ago. And uh, that's beautiful. I was really, yeah, I was really going through a dark time. I was really going through some stuff, and I couldn't feel less like an eagle. I would, I would think I was lower than a chicken, oh, to be honest. It. Fine. But that word's come about now. That word's come about now because I get, when you start soaring in heavenly places, you get to see further. You get to understand further. Yeah. Yeah. You're not better than anybody else. You're just further along walk, that's all. Yep. You, you've just gone further. You know, it don't mean to say that you ignore those that are struggling coming up. You help them on the way. It's like the old folk when they went went pioneering across in the in the wagons uh, in the Wild West days. You didn't leave anybody behind. You helped them. Everybody just put. So if a wagon got stuck, everybody stopped and helped the wagon that got stuck till they got through. I'm writing that scripture down because I like that. Wings of an eagle. I'm post it on my computer. <laughs> mm. I've got I've got so many post-its all over this. <laughs> <laughs> I just see pictures. You know, I, I might see a word or a picture, and then they'll remind uh-huh. me of something that is 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 shown me years ago. You know, and 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 it just speaks so loud. Yeah, that okay, let's have, let's have some closing thoughts. So were, were those your closing thoughts? Because we're running out of time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you have to Lads, so look up that poem. Look up that poem, The Footsteps. Uh, I, I had a dream about that, and the Lord led me to a shop to, to understand what that dream meant. And... Um, it means that when you think you're walking alone, just remember that's the time the Lord's carrying you. That's why you only see mm-hmm. one step, one load of footsteps. I think yeah, that we should give the number power. out. If anyone Pardon? wants to call in, if anyone wants to call in, out there, our number is 646-595-4784. You can call in for questions or prayer. You press one, and you'll be on there. So, I just wanted to give that out there. I, yeah, that's. I, I never think like to do that. To. But my big closing point is just take the gift, please. You know, just take it. Mhm. Yeah. That's. that's just turn your turn your thoughts to Christ. That's all I can say is just be willing to walk with the Lord and he'll show you the way. That's all you have to do, I think, is, well, mm-hmm. to start getting the answers and, and then just begin. It, yeah. It's a process and um, we're not saying that it's easy, but it's worth it. That yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah. 
He turns nobody, nobody away who calls on his name. Nobody. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he turns no one away. And he's, he promises, and I stood on that promise, where he says, I will never leave thee, nor forsake yes. thee. Yes. Never. That's right. Never. Never. No, he never leaves you. He never forsakes. If anybody walks away, it's us. But then we soon back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Never turns his back on us. Amen. Mm. Amen. So, while no one's calling in, we're still going to wait for you. No one's calling in. So shall we close? Yeah. Let's close with a prayer. I mean, we opened with a prayer, yes, but let's close with one and just, you know, for those who are wounded. There we go. This is... Got a call in. I don't see a hand up. They, I don't. Maybe they don't know to put their hand up. Should I ask them if, if they you want to talk to us? You have to press one. Yes. To the caller two one seven area code, if you want to talk with us. There we go. There we okay. go. Okay. I'm oh, gonna put mine. There we go. Hi two one seven. You're on. You're on. Hello? Hello. Yes. Um, yeah, I uh, thank you, you know, I uh, for the broadcasting. And uh, um, I, I really, you know, this topic is so, um, so help and uh, so important because I've been going through the, actually before I was born and uh, um, I have the trauma because my birth father drowned when I was six weeks in my mother's tummy, and uh, I was like uh, have the, the 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 pain of like the separation and uh, the anxiety. It just come sometimes without me even notice it. So even now, mm-hmm. just you know, I when I talk about the the things, you know, when like uh, uh, my what what happened in when I was like uh, a fetus. I still cry. I couldn't hold my tears. So I think the emotion, the painful emotion, it's it's still there. It's not, I was not healed. And also the, the enemy kind of, you know, I, I read Bible and it's, uh, I want to do what, you know, like Philippines said, you know, I want to be, um, be able to rejoice and pray and, uh, you know, uh, to break those strongholds. But, I just can't do it when I can't do it, and the enemy used lies to actually to um, to attack me, to um, to make me feel that I'm not even a true believer, something like that. So it's uh, yeah, I I would like to use uh, today's you know the the, the teaching, and the, I, I really like uh, you know um, the whole set. I mean, uh, and uh, I I. I didn't even remember her name, but she said, we are, I'm in the training, you know, and I like the way she said about the ego, you know, the, the mother ego push, the baby ego. You know, I just feel I've been through so many times of this, you know, anxiety experience. I, I 
before today, I thought it's it's kind of a shame I going through that again and again. But now I have, I think I view it as like the Lord using all those opportunities actually to get me to learn how to um, to just uh, to use to to live by His word instead of you know to, to naturally my own thoughts. Um, you know the 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 habit, you know, ruining my my mind. So yeah, well, thank you very much for the teaching. Yeah, appreciate, praise God. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, Amen. you'll have Amen. to call us back and let us know how you make out. Would you like us to pray with you? Sure. Yeah, I would love mm-hmm. to. Ronnie, you want me to pray? Um, yes, I'm sorry, What's your name? Joanna. 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 I like that you, name. Joanna. Joanna. Oh, okay. Same as my daughter's Father, name. We come to you in prayer when we lift Joanna up to you, Father God, for she's, she's seeking healing, uh, true healing that would come from you, Father. And I, I don't know the circumstances of, it, of everything that she's gone through, Father, but you do. You know, and you know, um, I think that my prayer for her will be that she hears your voice, that she prays to you and and she hears your voice, and that she's obedient to your voice, Father. Okay, I Joanna, can you identify? Yeah, Pardon Joanna, me? can you identify the emotion that is hurting you right now? What is the main emotion? Yes. Yeah. The the main emotion uh, hurting me actually is the the, the insecurity, uns, you know, like the insecurity and the the way that, um, you know, I, the separation, you know, the separation. And uh, I, I even keep, you know, thinking even God, because I couldn't do as what is said in the, like in the Bible verses, I thought even God don't want me, you know, the enemy using Bible verses. Yeah. Okay. So Joanna, I want you to say out loud, I want you to ask Jesus to take away the anxiety of separation and the other one that I've forgotten, the the insecurity. Ask him to take them away. She doesn't Lord think she right now. She has tormentors. Okay. To, to Dorothy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus, I want you to take away the emotion, my emotions of insecurity, and the separation, and also the the fear. You know, mm-hmm. please take those emotions away from me, and help me to trust you. Trust your word. Thank you, Lord. And, and thank him, yes. And mm-hmm. also, let's find those tormentors, those yeah. tormenting demons. Father, we find those tormentors that have been allowed to mess with this woman. This, mm-hmm. We're going to just say no, no more. They have no hold. There's no legal right for them to be there. And we ask that you send your angels to cart them off and put Amen. them in their proper place and allow yeah, wow. them no more in this woman's life. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm. 
Father, I just ask as well that at this time as she's listening, Father, I ask that you will pour out your spirit on her, that you will fill her now from the, the, the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, reaching out to each yeah. fingertip, each toe, Lord, with your peace, Lord. Pour it in the right now, Lord, that peace and that healing of Gilead, Father. And let her know, Lord, that you've not only heard, but you've answered. You heard it before she called. You knew what her problem is before she recognized it, Lord. But she's come to you mm-hmm. in faith. And I ask, Father, that, Lord, she will know and be filled with your joy. And I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that this may mm-hmm. be a trial, the sister, Lord, that will now be a light shining to her ministry field where she is right now, among her family, among her friends and her neighbours. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I felt that coming down. Yes, I did too. I know. I did too. How do you yeah. feel, Joanna? Yeah. I, I, I feel, you know, today I even love when she something and I... I really, you know, think of thanks, you know, Lord, let me be able to let you guys pray for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I feel more joyful. Oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if these emotions try to come back, you do the same mm-hmm. thing. Just okay, do it. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. we, it's not that he doesn't do it. It's mm-hmm. that we don't totally internalize it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. until we fully accept accept it, that it's gone. Okay. Sometimes we have to, Amen. you know, rinse, lather, repeat, you know, oh. so, <laughs> and, and apply the Thanks, scripture, God. apply the scripture, mm. because he's taken it already. I know he's mm. taken yes. those emotions. Yes. Amen. Amen. And Amen. so you need I... to get to the point where you see that and believe it and walk mm-hmm. in it. Let it, uh, yeah, mm. walk into it, let it uh, just in my life and, uh, I will, yeah. it's a training for me to practice yes. my trust. Yes. Yeah. So if, if yeah. any little hooligan comes along and says, no, you feel this way, you you know, say, no, that's that's not what he said. He said it's gone, so goodbye. You know, that's so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll do that. That's from Satan. Amen. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you called. Yeah. I felt like there, there was someone that needed to call in. Thank you yeah. for calling, Joanna. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Father bless you. Good night. God bless you, Dorothy. Good night. Good night. Good night. You know, the name Joanna actually means God's gift. Thank you. That's what my daughter's name is, Joanna. It means gift from God. Thank you. God bless Mm -hmm. you. God bless, Joanna. God bless you. Good night. Thanks for your talk.